guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So this week we are starting the book of Deuteronomy. And honestly, I love the book of Deuteronomy. And I know I say that with every new book of scripture, but it's true. This book is awesome. So I want to start in a little bit of a different place for this first episode. I want to go to the very end of Deuteronomy. And I want to take you to Deuteronomy 34. It's the very end. Now, here's Moses. Oh, I love this. Okay, Moses is just, he's checking out this promised land, which he has been leading the children of Israel for the last. 40 years. The book of Deuteronomy means repetition of the law. So this book contains the last discourses of Moses delivered in the plains of Moab just before his quote unquote death. Now you go to Deuteronomy 34 and you're looking about the first eight verses or so. Uh, The first three verses, the Lord shows Moses all of this land, just like that picture says. He's showing him the land north, south, east, and west. And verse four, the Lord said unto him, this is the land which I swear unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob, this great promised land, which is part of the Abrahamic covenant, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it, Moses, with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. I wonder if Moses is like, hey, wait a minute. I took all these people here. I've been leading these guys. We've had to deal with all of this junk. You know, Do I get to see the promised land? But I, I guess that's my thoughts because I think Moses had much more of an eternal perspective. And Moses is like, hey, I get this. Moses is going to be shown a greater promised land in just a moment. Verse five, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab over against Beth Peor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. We'll talk about that in just a second. And Moses was an hundred and twenty years old when he died. And I love this statement. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural force abated. When I think of that, I think of Russell M. Nelson. Here he's 97 years old. His eyes are not dim. His natural force not abated. He is still just fine. So Moses could have gone a few more years. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. So this death of Moses, let's go back to that footnote, which is in verse six, where right where it says buried. If you click on that, it'll take you to Alma chapter 45. Now, this is referring to Alma the younger. Look at these verses. And when Alma had done this, he departed out of the land of Zarahemla as if to go into the land of Melech. And it came to pass that he was never heard of more. As to his death or burial, we know not of. I know that sounds familiar. Behold, this we know, that he was a righteous man. And the saying went abroad in the church that he was taken up by the Spirit or buried by the hand of the Lord, even as Moses. But behold, the scriptures saith, the Lord took Moses unto himself. And we suppose that he has also received Alma in the Spirit unto himself. Therefore, For this cause, we know nothing concerning his death and burial. So here you got Moses who was translated, taken up to heaven without tasting of death. And then you got Alma the Younger who apparently had had the same thing happen to him as well. So why was Moses translated? One of the most important things to understand is oftentimes when you have a translated being, you got someone who's going to be restoring something later on. For example, you've got Moses who returns to the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John and restores 
priesthood keys. And then in 1836 of the Kirtland Temple, you have Moses who also returns there to the Kirtland Temple to restore what are called the keys of the gathering of Israel, which who should know more about the gathering of Israel than Moses himself, who spent his entire time trying to gather and trying to help the children of Israel understand a little bit more about Jesus Christ. So I love this, how you see Moses, which I believe Moses got a very fitting end. Here he is with this. Now, as we get into the book of Deuteronomy, you will find, again, like I said, the book of Deuteronomy means a repetition of the law. So this really does become Moses's last lecture, his last famous discourses. Again, a lot of it is just a simple second reading of the law as you've got this old group of Israel who has now died off and you've got this young, new, vibrant group of Israelites who are ready to enter into the promised land right as they are standing on the banks of the Jordan River as they're getting ready to cross into the promised land. Moses passes things on to a wonderful man by the name of Joshua who we talked about this last week when you had those two spies who went into the promised land to check it out, Joshua and Caleb, and they came back with such a positive report about this land. Joshua is now going to lead them in. So I just wanted to give a little bit of a tribute to Moses right there, a very fitting end to a wonderful prophet of God. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.